Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. That you will not forsake us, you will not leave us alone. We know, Lord, that you are with us. Even our Lord, we ask for understanding. Bow our ears to the door so that we can hear you. Let's not be like the Jews who we see and will not see, hear and they will not hear, lest they understand that you may heal them. We desire fight up for your healing that comes through the world. For there is no situation we know that your world does not address and will not address. And so even now, Lord, we ask him, Speak to us. Give us a word that goes right down to the very situation that we find ourselves so that God will can receive healing in those areas. Whether it be finances, whether it be sicknesses, we just believe that your word, if it comes to us, we will receive healing in those areas. Cause us, therefore, Lord, everyone that's listening, everyone that's hearing Batalicus, that your word will go to them today. And they will receive healing to those areas that they are really, really hurting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Alright, so last week we started the series on the comfort of the scriptures. And I would like us to go back to our main test. Which is Revelation, I mean Romans 15 verse number 4. Romans 15 verse number 4. He said, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. The word comfort is the word paraclesis. And it means Imploration, hortation, solace. It means comfort. It means consolation. That means the scripture brings consolation. It brings hope. It brings exhortation. It brings entreaty. In other words, it causes you to be, or God to be entreated by implication. It tries to unite you with God. When it comes to your understanding, Paracletus, from the root word Paracleo, which means to call to near, God draws you closer to Himself by reason of the word. He gives you the word that He might draw you closer. Hallelujah. That's the word comfort from the root, to call near. It means to invite. It means to invoke. It means to beseech. I'm, I'm still defining the word comfort. God invites you to himself. Through the word. Hallelujah. He entreats you. You know what it means to entreat? is to beg. is to plead. 
God pleased with you through the word. He calls you to himself through the word. It means to be of good comfort. It means a desire. Hallelujah. It means to pray. So God kind of is praying you to please come to me. It's a way of invitation. You know what he said in Matthew 11, 27, 28? Come unto me, ye that have a letting, I will give you rest. That's an invitation. So my body is light and my yoke is easy. Just come unto me. So here the Bible is telling us the word scripture or the word of God that we receive gets us invited to himself. God tries to invite us. And you can imagine what it means for a king to invite you to a banquet. Imagine what it means for a president of a nation to invite you to a feast. The first thing you have to realize is everything you need is available. And not just that, it's a thing of high and great honor. If you are not careful, if you have an invitation for the president to come to a feast, you're going to be going to tell your people, the president just invited me. Am I correct? The president just invited me. And everybody around you is going to wonder, you mean, yes, the president invited me for a meal. Oh, you are highly favored. And that's a great privilege. You understand what I'm saying? Now we are saying God is inviting you. But you see, we don't have that understanding because it's not a human being. We don't have that understanding because we can readily relate to him. It's not a tangible person. It's not a physical person. So we don't. This is where faith comes in. Faith is the center of things hope for the evidence of this unseen, we are told. Faith has to do with you relating to the invisible God. And that was the problem with Thomas Didymus. I mean, if you remember that. When Jesus appeared to the disciples and he was not there, the next thing he said, No, I wouldn't believe until I put my fingers in those nail prints. And when Jesus showed up, said, You can handle me if you feel so. But let me tell you something it is more blessed to believe than to see. There's more blessing in you having faith than waiting for a physical Jesus before you believe him. So you're looking at the scripture that God is inviting you to himself. Why? He wants to feast with you. He wants to dine with you. He wants to take care of your situation. So when you are reading the scripture, read it with the understanding that this is an invitation from God. To feed me, to heal me. To set me free from every oppression or bondage I find myself. A lot of people don't find time to read the Bible. It's unfortunate. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting this. And that's because they don't understand the import of the scriptures. They don't. Now, what we read there is that the scriptures are given for our learning. And next week I'm going to talk to you on the word learning. The scripture is given for our own learning. What do we learn? What are we learning from the scriptures? Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So that's the word comfort. I'm trying to explain to you what the word comfort means. Comfort is just beyond men, the way you look at it in the English. 
is much more deeper the way God have instructed it to be by his bread in the scriptures. Hallelujah. So now, go with me to Psalm 138 verse number 2. Whew, hallelujah. Scripture says, Psalm 138 verse number 2. I will worship towards the holy temple. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness. Over thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Hallelujah. Is your screen not working? Praise the Lord. Did you get that? Okay, you might go on calling on the name Jesus. You might go on calling Yeshua, whatever name you want to call. And God said, all oh, thy name, you've magnified your word above all their names. Hallelujah. All thy name, you magnify your word. So you can see the emphasis and the importance that God plays on his word. Hallelujah. You magnify your word above all thy name. Everything put together. All names, whatever description you want to give to God, God magnifies his word more than his name. This is why you should be much more attentive to what God says. Not only what you read, to even what you're hearing. Knowing and believing that this is from God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So now, Romans chapter 4 verse 28. I'll show you how God magnifies word. Romans 4 21 rather. Romans 4 21. Hallelujah. I'm being fully persuaded. Pressure your screen is not working. Be fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, here is Abraham and here is Isaac and here is God, I mean Abraham and Sarah. Here is God giving them a promise, remember, about the 100 years old. And God is saying, no matter your age, you're still going to be able to bring forth. Hallelujah. I promise you, you're going to have a child. Despite your age, you're going to be able to have a child. And so, here we're looking at the situation that leads to hopeless. A hopeless situation. But here, yeah, God made a promise. In that hopeless situation, that's why the scripture tells us we're going to have hope. We're going to have comfort of the scriptures, which also do have as well with what? The word of God. And so Abraham believed this. And so verse 22, the Bible now says, And therefore it was imputed to him for our righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. What that means is, thank you Lord, there is that which you believe and is delivered to you. 
The fact that God said, Abraham, you're a righteous man. What did Abraham do? Abraham did nothing. Abraham simply believed the promise that God gave to him. And God said, you're a righteous man. So what makes you righteous? Your faith in God. Your conviction in God. Especially whatever thing he says. Whether it's a written word, whether it's a promised word, and you believe it. And you say, this is God talking. God said, you're a righteous man. And guess what? If you walk in righteousness, you can't be disappointed. God himself, we see to it that everything he promised you comes to pass. Hallelujah. So what is your simple way of going into righteousness? I told us last week as well, Christ has been made unto us righteousness. How I many of you understand that? First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.30 Made unto us righteousness, made unto us holiness. That's Christ. And so, the word is saying, if you can only believe whatever that he promises you, it becomes your righteousness. And not just that, it delivers to you whatever promises that he has made. Because you believe him. Hallelujah. I illustrated this to us the other time. Once you don't have faith in God, you call him a liar. Once you can have faith in God, you reduce him to that of a human level. Why did I say that? Again, I say this well. If the president of the country gives you a promise and says, I am going to bless you. I give you a promise of one million. One million dollars or one million naira, whatever. You will start dancing from that moment. You will start making projects of how to spend that money. The money has not been delivered. But why are you doing all of that? Because you have conviction that the president has more than a million. He can spare a million without thinking twice about it. You can stand dancing. It's the same thing. If God said, I'm going to heal you, what should you do? You start rejoicing, even though you have not gotten the healing. Why? Because he who made that promise is able. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is how God wants you to walk with him. But the problem we have is, we are unable to live because we can't see like the president are you for illustration you can rightly relate to the president you can get his phone number hallelujah you can if you have opportunity you want to put a call across and he said I've not forgotten even if you try to remind him I've not forgotten I know I promised you a million you're going to get it I am saying you try about going budget you drawing a budget how you want to spend that one million I mean and most times, you are not even thinking about who to bless. You are just thinking about what to use the money for. And that's a problem. But you know what? God told Abraham, I'll bless you so that you can become a blessing. So one of the reasons why some of the blessings we ought to receive is not coming to us is because we have not seen that factor that God wants to bless us so that we can be blessing to other people. Are you there with me? In Isaiah 45, God said the same thing to King Cyrus. Say, you don't know me, but I call you and I'm going to make this available to you by giving you the treasure of, of darkness for the sake of Israel, my people. 
I'm giving you all of this money for the sake of my house, not for you. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? The comfort of the scripture is when you go through the scripture and you can get a promise of God from the scripture, you believe in it, you hold on to it, and you say the man that made his promise is well able to fulfill it. Just like the president who said, I'll give you one million. You just believe that, yes, oh, now this man can give me more than a million. But inside, give me a million, I'm very correct. I'm very, very comfortable with that. I know he'll be able to do it. You have faith. And though you can start drawing your budget, yes, when he gives me the one million, I'll take care of this. Clayton, why? Because you know this man is well able to pay you or give to you one million. So I'm saying the same thing. What has God spoken to you? What have you seen from the pages of the scriptures? How are you holding on to what God says? I mean, your inability to hold on to what God says from the scriptures is another way of saying, I don't trust God. Did you understand this? It's another way of saying, oh, I don't believe God can, can do whatever thing he said you'll be able to do. I'm not convinced about that. And one of the reasons because you're walking by your senses and not by your faith. Praise the living God. Are we see here? All right. Let's look at the life of Mary. Luke chapter 1. You know this story, reading from verse 26, and very fast. Hallelujah. Luke 1 26. Sorry, you don't have your thing working today, so if you don't have your Bible, you are lost. That's a disadvantage. Is it up now? Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And get ready for some messages to come from God to you. Hallelujah. God will send messages to you. <laughs> and this is the important God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 27. The message was sent to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hey thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee because thou art among women. Now let me give you something here for you to also chew about. You know, the prophecy being fulfilled here is all the way down to the prophecy of Isaiah. Is that okay? Right. Promise or the prophecy was that the virgin was going to give back. And like I always say, Mary was not the only virgin in Israel. Hallelujah. So by implication, the prophecy was hanging on the air for the appointed time for the world to land or somebody. And someone like Mary was ready there available to receive that prophecy. And so the angel favored among women, highly favored among other people, simply means this prophecy has been hovering around, but you're going to find somebody where it will land on. But now you are favored by the Lord, and the prophecy is landing on you. Amen? Are we here? Very good. So I need it together. So that tells you sometimes, when the word goes for the broadcast of the word, even as we are speaking, there could be prophetic words coming out of it. And if you open yourself up, are you getting that? The world can land on you. This is why I discovered that in the service, some people can get healing by just hearing what God is saying. Others may not. Why? 
because they are similarly not prepared. To be a virgin means you are free in your thoughts, in your mind, without distraction of the Lord. By implication, remember, Paul was speaking and he said, I desire to present you as a virgin unto God. And why were he saying that? Because there were other apostles that were coming to the Corinthian church to confuse them. And he was saying, no, I need you to concentrate. I need you to get Christ alone. Be focused on Christ. No distraction. So to be a virgin means you are not distracted. You are focused on who? On Christ. And so the world landed on a virgin. And that's exactly what we're saying. If your faith is in God, if your concentration is in God, if your attention is in God, if your mind is focused without distraction, if you are not double-minded, then the prophetic word of God can land in your life and it takes root. This is how we get miracles. This is why you could be in a service, other persons are getting some miracles and you are not getting. You'll be wondering why it's not selective. It has to do with the mind. It has to do with the spirit. It has to do with your level of concentration. It has to do with the fact that you are not distracted by anything else. You've come to the conclusion, God is God. And if God says it, I will believe it. I don't know if you're getting this. So, when the word is going forth, take it. And this is for me. And then it works for you. No distraction. James was saying, let the double-minded know he will receive nothing from the Lord. So, you can't be talking about healing and at the same time talking about death. You can't be talking about what God can do at the same time imagining what the devil is doing. You are double-minded. Hallelujah. You can get what God has in mind for you. Only the virgins can receive from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Amen. Highly favored among men, and now you find favor with God. Praise God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in a womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be seen? I know no man. Hallelujah. I'm not corrupted. I'm not defined by women or by men. I am single unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And verse 35. And the angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? The Son of God. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. There is a presence of God that comes upon your life anywhere, anytime. If God wants to perform those unique miracles in your life, there is glory that comes around you and there is a deposit of that glory in your life to meet that specific need. Praise God. Verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. 
in our old age. In our old age. Hallelujah. So if God had mind for you, whatever age that you are in, what he has in mind for you, you're going to get it. Did you understand this? Whatever thing God has in mind for you, you will never get older. You are never going to get out of it because of age. It will come, you will get it, before you pass on, you will receive that thing. And he said, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, who was called, now who is not who is, but who was called. Men call her barren, God didn't call her barren. Some of you, you feel you are barren financially. There are several areas by which you feel you are barren. Men can even tag you. But that is the language of man. That is not the mind of God. Men call her barren, but God didn't call her barren. Who was called, not who is called. Barrenness was not her name. Men nicknamed her barren. And a lot of people see you. They think, oh Lord, you have nothing if you are right off. As far as they are concerned. But that is not God's mind for you. Hallelujah. So they can give you all kind of names. You are a poor man. You are a wretched man. You are a sickler. You are whatever. That is the language of man. But there will be a turning around. And when that happens, it will be he who was called barren. He was called poor. He was called wretched. He was called sickler. It has become a past sense, not a present tense. Hallelujah. Number seven, thirty-seven, rather. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Hey, looking at two things. You don't know no man. Elizabeth is old. How can this things be? With God, nothing shall be what? Impossible. Hallelujah. It all depends on what you've had God for. Because we're talking about what the scriptures can do. We're talking about what the voice of God can do. At this stage, when God is ministering this to Mary, there is a configuration in the spirit. Walking in the life of both Elizabeth and that of Mary. Preparing them or have prepared them for what he intends to do. May you be a choice of God. May you be a choice of God. That will show forth his grace and miracle through your life. May you be a choice of God to make the impossibles possible. May you be the choice that God has made to bring a story to the earth that men have never had before. He who was called barren. Hallelujah. How can a virgin give birth? You are highly favored among men. And you are favored of God. The impossible became possible because God was interested. And I say, may your case become that which God will be interested in. Hallelujah. Now here is the response of Mary. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me 
according to the word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Not what I think. Let it be to me according to your word. Not what I feel. Let it be to me according to your word. Not what people say. Hallelujah. So what is your situation like? It is let it be to me according to what God says. According to what the scripture says. I need you to get to the point where I'm, I'm trying to make you see. I am trying to say, listen, there is so much life in the scriptures as touching what God says. So whatever situation you find yourself, could be terribly bad. But the, the prayer or your statement or your confession should simply be, God, let this be to me according to your word. You read the scripture, it's, I'm the Lord that healed thee. Let it be to me according to your word. I don't think I get that. In this land, there shall be none barren or anyone that cast their young. Let it be to me according to your word. That's all you pray. That's all you say. There is no long prayers. There is no weeping and crying. Let it be to me. Your faith is now so consecrated, so concentrated unto God. And you can go back to God and say, God, you said this in your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Praise the living God. I reminded you here, 2021, when I almost passed out. Remember that? And I told you, my wife finally told me it was COVID. It was so bad. Dr. Brian, everybody was running around, buying whatever, going to hospitals, taking injections the night. Three injections, I'll be four, six in a day crazy and nothing was happening I was still panting until the Lord gave me a scripture and a passage I went through the passage I called my wife in the morning and said look at what the Lord just gave to me we read through that scripture together and we said God thank you and that was it everything that was not working began to work let it be to me according to your word if only you can hear God for yourself hallelujah since I was with me on Tuesday last week and uh, she told me she was praying and the Lord gave her a scripture and as she gave me the scripture she gave me the scripture and I looked at it and I saw clearly what our problem really is and I said here is what God is saying concerning your problem because she couldn't remember too well she could remember the scripture but it got of an interpretation to what God was saying I said God is just speaking to you concerning your situation and this is what we should pray about nothing else you already find the answer to your problem by that simple scripture you see this word is logos as you read the Bible but there is a place where God picks Picture, I mean, take verses of the Bible and give them to you concerning your situation. That becomes what you call Rema. So the Logos becomes Rema. And you can hold on to that. Hallelujah. Are you following me? You know, when that issue was with me, I always pray one prayer. I said, listen, God, you told me by me shall your death be multiplied, by me shall yours be increased. How old am I? This is not when you intend me to die. This is what you told me in 1990. You can't let me go now. 
I will pray that in my silent mind. I will pray that in my concentration. I will pray that when I'm meditating. I'll go looking at that scripture. I don't know what else to pray about. Hallelujah. But you see, I was holding God to his word. You said this to me, and so you can allow this to happen. Because God will keep to his promises. God will keep to his word. That is why I keep telling you, it's important you hear God. Even for your family, there are scriptures that God can give to you that become covenant between you and your God. Hallelujah. And so Mary said, be it unto me, what? According to your word. Amen. Praise the living God. All right. And here, denied. And Mary arose those days and went into the hill country, which is haste, into a city of Judea, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And the Bible says, verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe lit in her womb. And Elizabeth would fill with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice. And she said, Blessed are thou among women, and blessed the fruit of the womb. And when it is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of the salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my word for joy. And he said, Blessed is she that believeth. This is where I'm going to. Verse 45. Blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. There shall be a performance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There shall be a performance. So if you can hear it, there shall be a performance. If you can hear it, if God can give you one word, there shall be a performance. If you can read through the scriptures and something jump out from the scripture to you, there shall be a performance. Praise the living God. But there shall be a performance of that. Of those things. Not just some things. Those things which were told her from the Lord. But by the way, I love what happened here to Elizabeth. And some of you, you know, the common understanding is well. Uh, no, if you look at verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe lived in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake. We always think. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, the only evidence you have is your speaking tongues. But here is a prophecy. Hallelujah. If you are really filled with the Holy Ghost, you can prophesy. Amen? It's a major evidence. Now, this prophet is speaking about things to come, who the nature of Jesus really was. That was Mary prophesying why? Because the Bible says she was filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be in service. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You can prophesy. That's why everybody is qualified to prophesy as long as you have the Holy Spirit. If you can give attention and concentrate in what God is doing and who God is, anytime, even in your home, you can prophesy. Sometimes I'm praying in tongues, all of a sudden I burst into speaking a natural language. What is that supposed to mean? I begin to interpret the things I was speaking. That's prophecy. It gives me conviction. It gives me direction. It gives me clear leading as what God has in mind. Even in the prayer I was praying in terms of speaking in tongues. 
There is never a time I pray in tongues for one hour, for one hour, whatever I mean, two hours, and I end up just going away from there. I can't end up until I begin to interpret the things I'm praying about. I don't know if you're getting that. That's prophecy. And every one of you is qualified for that. You don't just speak in tongue and walk away. In your tongue, should be interpreted for you to get comfort of what you say. Because you speak in tongue, you don't understand what you're saying. But for you to come to that place of knowing exactly what the Spirit is saying through you, you'll be able to interpret the thing that you were speaking. Whether you're alone, whether you're in church, you must be able to interpret. Hallelujah. So the Holy Ghost filled her. And what's the next thing that happened? She started prophesying. Amen. And some of you will come to that level in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Go with me to John chapter 4 and verse 46. And I also have to let you know, Holy Ghost have no age. Elizabeth, I was prophesying here, was an old woman. Hallelujah. Simeon, if you go to the scripture again, was an old woman. But remember, in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible talks about the children of, of, of Stephen or Philips who were prophesying, seven of them. Is that okay? Right? I mean, three, four, four, four of them that were prophesying. Young girls. So what I mean is, if you can put yourself in position, if you can seek the spirit, you can pray in the morning, speaking in tongues. And what's the next thing? About your business, God will begin to talk to you about your business. You can literally see things before you step into your shop. You can. You can have some comfort. You can have some encouragement before you leave your home to any business place that you are going to. I encourage you, don't be in a hurry to jump out every morning thinking about what the business will look like. I encourage you to come to that place where you can literally speak in tongues, pray in the morning, get some answers, get some solutions, get some direction, get some words from the Lord before you step into your office to go do your business the way you want to do it. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. John 4, 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine. And there was certain nobleman whose son was sick at companion. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and beseeched him that he should come down and heal his son. He was begging him. For he was at the point of death. He was at the point of death. He was at the point of death. I know what I'm talking about and I want you to understand what I'm emphasizing here. He was at the point of death. Listen to me. Any situation that you are that looks like a dying, life is coming back to it. Verse 48. Then Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. <laughs> Remember, in chapter 2, he turned water to wine. And the disciples believe in him. Meaning all this why they have never believed in who Jesus was. Until they see signs and wonders. They were referencing that now. Now the Bible says, and this is why it's important that Jesus is calling our attention from just thinking of a physical Jesus or what must happen before you believe in who he is. He's so concerned about your faith. He's so concerned about your belief. To be able to receive anything. Let's look at the way he addressed this man. Verse 49. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down as my child died. Verse 50. 
Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Go thy way, hallelujah, for thy son leave it. I don't need to come there and lay hands on him. I don't ever get in that. Just believe. And the Bible said the man believed the word. So friends, what am I trying to say? There is a place for go thy way. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a place for go thy way. There's a place for it is done. There's a place for God have answered your prayer. There's a place for as you are going, your miracle is following you. It's not every time you expect hands to be laid on you before you get what you're supposed to get. I gave you the story here some time ago. A lady walked to the office over there, right? I was still out of work. And then she was 13 years in marriage, no child. And then she came in and said, okay, what do you want? Want a child. I said, okay, you go, have your child. And she said, what do you mean? Aren't you going to lay hands on me? And said, is it my hand you want or your child? He said, I want my child. Okay, go and have your child. And that was all. She left the office that same month. She was pregnant. I had a second child. There's a place for go that way. I don't know if you're getting that. No matter the distance, if you can believe what the man of God said or anybody you're asking to pray for you says, if you can only believe it, no matter the distance, no matter where you are, I am saying there's a place for go thy way. If the word simply come, it is done. Take it, it is done. If the word say, I see you healed, take it, that you are healed. The man believed the word. Remember, he was saying, come and lay hands or pray. And he said, if you don't see signs or wonders, you will not believe. By implication, was saying, why not you believe even if I don't come? And the next thing, you go that way. For thy son leave it. And the man believed what he said. And he turned around. That's a high level of faith. Hallelujah. Go that way. Okay, thank you. I know it is done. And start walking away. And what's the next thing? The servant came and said, Hey, your son leave it. The go that way have just walked. Before the man get back to the house, the son was already alive. The word was transmitted. Life was transmitted. Miracle was transmitted. Resurrection life was transmitted by the word that Jesus spoke. It doesn't have to be there for that thing to happen. You sent forth the word and your word healed them. Praise the living God. So what am I saying? There is comfort in the scriptures. There is a place for you to come to that absolute agreement with what the word of God says, with what the prophecy of God says, with what encouragement of God says. Anytime God says a word to your life, take it, run with it. God said this to me. I heard this from the message. I received this from the Bible. Just run with it. Before you get to your home, according to what Jesus said, every situation at a time will come alive. Praise the living God. Can I speak to you on this wise? Are you sick in this place? You are healed at this hour. Whatever is your situation that looks like a dying, I speak life back into it. Even if your business is coming down, I speak life back into it right now. 
where men are not prospering. I am saying, let the word of God cause you to prosper. All sick souls, either here or out of here, are release the healing power of God in the name of Jesus. No matter the name they are called, whether they be cancer, whatever name they are called, whether they be tuberculosis, whatever name, I release the healing power and I'm demanding that you be set free right now in the name of Jesus. Whether it's COVID-19, whatever sickness, whatever disease, receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up. I need you to talk to the Father briefly. Remember the only answer and the response that came from Mary was, Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. What is your situation like? Now you can believe that God can do something right there. God can release a miracle. God can release the power of healing, the change that you want. What is it? What is it like? There is comfort in the scriptures. There is nothing. He said, with God, nothing is impossible. So whatever is your situation, I am telling you, there is healing for it. There is solution for it. With God, nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing. So what is the situation like? Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.